Today's podcast is hosted by Skillshare, a brilliant online resource yeah, where you can learn... Yeah, oh. is it? Is it, though, Paul? Is it a brilliant online resource? Is well, it yeah. It's just a... everything's sponsored by Skillshare these days, whether it's that rat-faced little weasel twat boy who does fact videos on YouTube, or just anyone else, anywhere. I, mean, I just... I, I, do we have to... Can we not choose our sponsors yet? They've given they've given us some money Duff, to help. Uh, give it support. to a dog's home. I don't want the money. They can they, Skillshare. Fuck you. And if you, no matter how much you're offering, bollocks. So, so, sorry, Skillshare. No, don't apologise to them. They're doing all right, aren't they? I'm just all I'm saying is there must be enough twenty five percent off for your first month vouchers flying around. They don't need to go. No. And and do you think anyone listening to this really wants to better themselves? That's a good point, actually, George. Yeah. You're right. I think, yeah, they're going for the wrong audience there, aren't they? They've dropped the ball. Fuck off, Skillshare. Welcome to Series 3, Episode 4 of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. George, as always, it's time for Paul's Question Time. Paul's Question Time. Paul's Question Time. George. Yes. Paul's Question Time. At what age did you look your worst? Ooh, um... See, See I, I this, is a, just... this is an improvement because you've not immediately gone. <sighs> no, I know. Like you normally do. Well, I, I, partly I think I'm, I'm still there. I think it's <laughs> it's been consistent for. No, I don't think so. About a decade and a half. Um, Thirteen. I think you've looked much worse in the time that I've known you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Worse haircuts mainly. I have had worse haircuts. Yeah. What do you Did mean? You say no, 13? What do you mean worse haircuts? I've had good. I'm moving on now. I'm no, moving no, on. Did you say 13? As... Yeah, but I think for as long as I've known you, I've had decent haircuts actually. It's before, before, before we knew each other. I had bad haircuts. Wow, they were worse before I knew you. It's rich, rich coming from you, <laughs> going around with that <laughs> yeah, I'm not Benny saying, Hill I'm not haircut. Saying that my, I had a good haircut. I've had really terrible haircuts. Yeah. Even yes, but and in the time that I've known you, I have. I mean, maybe I think when when did I look my worst? Probably sort of beginning, sort of end of college, first year of university is when I look my worst. So you'd say 13? Yeah, I think so. I look What was so bad about that age? I just started growing my hair out and I look ridiculous. And um, yeah, I just, I think most 13 year olds look horrible. But if you add I didn't, I look, I look great. If you add sort of, Mick Jagger hair onto my face at 13. It really wasn't a good mix. I don't know. I've seen photos of you at that time, and I think you look quite good. Maybe there are... I had that hair for a while, so it might be from a little later when I'd grown into it a bit more or vice versa. But when I was first growing it, it, yeah, it wasn't good. Have you thought about going for that look again? No, absolutely not. Not even as like an experiment? No. What 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 for? What would I be trying to find out with that? Well, yeah. What else you got to do? You know what you got? You trying to impress somebody? No. No. Just give it a go then. 
So that is it. That polls question time then. Yeah. Great. It's been two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time we had a crass tomato catch up. <laughs> This is just the worst name for any feature. <laughs> it's not, it's a great name. It perfectly sums up what the content of the feature is. We're having a catch-up, and it's on crass. Yeah, but there's no tomatoes involved, though, is there? No, all right, well, that's an extra addition. It's a little addition, like some delicious ketchup. It's a tasty... Just, a t- okay, come on, cra- let's... All right, Crass fine. tomato ketchup, then. Let's, what What have you been ketchup tomato been doing, Paul, tomatoes? <laughs> it's not telling me what you've been watching this week. You don't have to incorporate the name of the feature in the actual beginning of it. <laughs> I don't know, do I? I don't know. I mean, I haven't been up to much, to be honest, George. Oh, um, it's good we're catching up about it. <laughs> but, but, um, I don't know what it's been like over there. Has it been rainy? Uh, the past today? couple of days it has. Yeah, today yeah. it's been bouncing down. Yeah, it's been really bad, really heavy. Woke up in the middle of the night, just smashing, rain smashing against the window. <laughs> All the glass um, just came in. <laughs> I wish I would have had something to talk about. Um, <laughs> but no, it just, but it made me think, and... It, like you were inspired by the weather, the hot weather, to write a poem, mm. I've done the same thing. Yeah. So I've written a poem about the rain, and it's called Rain. Could you put in some like sort of light piano music, maybe the sound of rain behind this as well? Yeah. Maybe add a bit of reverb to my voice like I'm in a hall. It's not like I've got anything else to do, is it? So, yeah, fine. <laughs> Cheers. Rain. Rain. Rain falls down my window. I watch it dribble like an his master's voice customer. Eesh, where's all the prison films? We don't have a section for that. Are they in order of release? What kind of useless system would that be? Rain. I've got to come up with something for crass. Another week of pulling something out of thin air. Top five episodes of Jonathan Creek? Maybe I could take a trip to London. Squeeze a tube tail out of my tail tube. I'm still watching the rain. Rain. Hot, sticky scenes, you know what I mean. Like a desert sun that burns my skin. I've been waiting for her for so long. Open the sky and let her come down. Here comes the rain. Here comes the rain. Here she comes again. Here comes the rain. Rain. That's the end of my poem, thank you. Brilliant. Then put like applause and stuff after that. Yes, we love you. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <sighs> what do you think of me poem? <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was uh Yeah. It was alright, wasn't it? Cheers, thanks. <laughs> it isn't actually do you know what? I've got another thing. This is not even related, but it's just part of the feature. Um <laughs> before we came back with this series, the new series. Yeah. In a minisode, we set up a new thing um, called... What was it called again, George? Crass Converters. 
crass converters where if you emailed in, you sent an email with the subject line, I am a crass converter, and you then included in the body of the email a list of names of people that you'd recommended our podcast to, you would get a PDF file of a badge that said, I'm a crass converter. Now, why haven't any of you done it? (laughs) You've not done it. What's wrong with you? Do you not want a little... What is so difficult? All you have to do is write a little tiny email with a couple of names. Do you not even one actual name would suffice? You could just put one name and you still get a badge. Just make them up if you want. I mean, if you want, but it's got to be a name. We had one person who attempted it and they didn't include a name. And they didn't have the subject line, I'm a crash converter. What's wrong with you all? I know, we laid very simple ground rules, didn't we, for this? And just we did. nobody's adhered to them. <laughs> I mean, nobody's you, bothered, really. No, that's but... the sad thing. No one cares. No one even, no one can take, literally, it would take you three minutes, if that. To write that email, and they couldn't even be bothered just to see what the badge looks like. It might be really good. Might be. It might be. You've already seen it though, Paul, haven't you? So yeah. You know well, yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, and I've got to be honest with you, it ain't that good. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> but now that we've included it in the actual podcast, yeah. maybe some people will do it. Yeah, no one's going to do it. No. <laughs> so, um, George, what have you been up to this week? Well, oh, well, two weeks really, if you include oh, yeah. yeah the hiatus. Three weeks, three almost. weeks. If you don't include the time I did one on my own, proving <laughs> well, that yeah. I don't need you. But um, no, I've been to Same London. Nothing. I went to the Stanley Kubrick exhibition. Have you got a tube tail? I've not. No, I, the tube doors <laughs> closed on my head, but I couldn't really spin <laughs> that into a story, so uh, I didn't. <laughs> but I, I met Stanley okay. Kubrick's daughter at the exhibition. That was good, and then. Uh, this week I've I've been to the theatre a couple of times. I went to see A Taste of Honey, the old Sheila Tyler <sighs> play. Um, yeah, move on, move on. To, I, I went to see Macbeth as well. If you, oh fuck off! I went to see Macbeth. It's a Shakespeare play. He's not even from the north. You can't have him. <laughs> <laughs> this will really piss you off. There is a a bar in town uh, named after Peaky Blinders, the TV show. Oh what the fuck! <laughs> No, that is absolutely not yours. It's, That's it's our rubbish. thing. We've got them. It is rubbish. I mean, I mean, yeah, I've never seen a single episode and I'll never will, but... That's I, ours! I meant the bar. The bar's rubbish. Oh. It's got pictures of Chillian oh. Murphy up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> How did you say his name? I said Chillian Murphy. That's probably wrong, isn't it? It's Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, dub that in and then make you look like an idiot. Put the crass correction jingle in. Killian. No. Mm, They've got portraits of Killian Murphy everywhere. Oh, have they? There we go. See? Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> I might not even edit that. <laughs> Fine, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Start the process! It's Crass Correspondence. So, George... Um, have we had any emails? We have had a couple, yes. A couple of bits of crass correspondence. Uh, Good. Giuseppe Arpeggio has emailed in to say... <laughs> it's his real Good. name. Uh, Good. To say, Dear Crass, why is every return triumphant? Last week was the triumphant return of Crass Channel Ferry. Two weeks earlier, it was the triumphant return of Crass itself. The thing is, it's not triumphant, is it? 
raise your game, but especially the Brummy one. All the best, Giuseppe Arpeggio. He's got a point. He's got a point. We do. Well, I do tend to overuse that phrase, <laughs> triumphant. It's just a nice. It's fun, isn't it? It's I, a good. I don't have a problem with it. No, I, I don't, don't either. Um, we've got another email as well. This one good. isn't having a go at us for once. So uh, what? I know. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, Caroline Foxtrot has emailed in. <laughs> it's a real name, honestly. Fox. To say, uh, dear crass boys, I think you're both really cool and couldn't agree oh. more about how shit magicians are. However, <laughs> in spite of my hatred of magicians, I have had an idea for a great one-off magic TV special. So Brilliant. This is, kind this is of more a bit like Crash it. Channel Ferry, but but not relating that's... to one we've done before. So that's all right. So we won't put a jingle in. She doesn't deserve no, no, one. No, no, no. But uh, here goes. That's good, though. I like that. I think more listeners could just send in ideas that we can steal. Yeah. That's better yeah, that than would... what the, the normal shit that they do. Yeah. I mean, ooh, I wasn't well. Whatever. Um, so Caroline <laughs> continues, Paul Daniels could get into a box, and then a few years later he could emerge as nothing more than a skeleton and a wig. Considering <laughs> that most of the groundwork has already been done for this, I'm sure Channel 5 <laughs> or someone else will be able to rustle up an hour-long show in a heartbeat. Maybe they could get Mylene Class and that bloke off DIY SOS to present it. I know I'd watch. Cheers again, lads. All the best, Caroline. Oh, I cheers. That. cheers, Caroline. Yeah, that's good. It's not going to get I mean, us into any trouble, is it? That no. <laughs> no, that's. I think that's allowed. I think, you know, I think you can say that Paul Daniels is dead. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. But it, I don't know about you, but did you detect a certain celebratory... Tone oh, in the email. A little bit. Do you think but, we can I mean, put that out? Yeah, I mean, we didn't write it. It's not like one of us wrote it and pretended it was no. from a listener. Yeah, and then like so, made up a name or anything like that. Yeah. No, genuinely. It's genuine email we received there. So, uh, But would Who's you from? watch uh, Caroline Foxtrot? Caroline Foxtrot. Yeah. Uh, would you watch a would real you watch that? person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not totally sure what the uh, actual program would consist of. What but, could we call it? What could the program be called? If to say Channel Five approach us, <laughs> what what could we name it? Uh, Bear in mind, I haven't got a punchline for this. Pull down. Da- <laughs> 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 right, um, we'll end that segment. Have you got anything else, or do you want to? I was just going to say jerk in a box. <laughs> my suggestion. <laughs> but yeah, that no, that's good. <laughs> that, that's good. <laughs> But that's it for Crass Correspondence this week. Uh, you can email in. The address is crasspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can join the likes of Eric Christmas, Caroline Foxtrot, <laughs> Giuseppe Arpeggio, and many other real people who have emailed the podcast over the years. Start the presses again! It's the end of the Crass Pod, said Correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up the end of it there. <laughs> Sorry, uh, everyone. Freudian slip. <laughs> uh. Right, well, it's that time again, Paul. It's time for you to telly me what you've been watching this week. Telly me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the, um, the telly. Well, George, this week I've been watching the um, magic detective show Jonathan Creek. 
Jonathan Creek, Jonathan Creek, another mad mystery to solve this week. Um, is that the theme tune? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> uh. Lovely. I don't know if you ever watched Jonathan Creek, George. No. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, it's about if you're not familiar with it, listeners. It's about um, Alan Davis, or <laughs> the the human puppy Alan Davis. It's about <laughs> Alan Davis. <laughs> it's about Alan Davis, and he's a magician's assistant. And the magician is um, Giles at a Buffy. He's at, in the pilot, but in the actual show, he's just played by some fella. Mm. And he's like, Jonathan's mates with like a different woman every week. Yeah. And then they go around solving <laughs> mad murders. Like, oh, this guy's trapped in a box. How did he get killed? And in the end, it was like loads of cranky levers. Was there not a wig in the box as well and a magic wand? <laughs> Paul Daniels was never in Al- in Alan Davis. <laughs> <laughs> That's another... Fr- <laughs> I've got a bit hysterical. So, <laughs> sorry, listeners. Right. Um, but it's really good, George. And what I thought I'd do is I'd uh, do a, a list of my top five Jonathan Creek episodes. Number five, murder at Mulligan Mansion. Jonathan and the least irritating Swahala sister go to a massive mansion in the country where a massive murder has happened. The fella who got murdered, a hilarious cameo by Sylvester McCoy, was hated by his whole family because they thought he was an asshole. The crazy thing is, is that when he was murdered, his body, the murder weapon, and the room he was murdered in vanished into thin air. It's up to Jonathan to solve the mystery. In the end, it turns out they did it with a big mirror. (laughs) Number four. Pretense at Portishead Peak. Jonathan and her out of men behaving badly go to a massive mansion on a cliff where a massive murder has happened. The lady who got murdered, a sexually charged cameo by Judy Finnegan, was hated by her whole family because they thought she was too sexy. The crazy thing is, is that when she was murdered, the room she got murdered in was locked and she couldn't have killed herself because she had no arms or legs. It's up to Jonathan to solve the mystery. In the end, it turns out she did kill herself, but she had a fake arm which dissolved. Number three, creep show at Cuttingwood Cottage. Jonathan visits a creepy circus after the head clown, a surprisingly tender performance by Chris Tarrant, <laughs> is killed in a freak custard pie accident. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is that the clown reappears alive and well in Bournemouth of all places, <laughs> with no memory of ever being in a circus, despite all the makeup and the big trousers he wears. Jonathan hates circuses shoehorning in a reference to an old British film to explain his irrational fear. He abandons the mystery this week and manages to get off with that busty ITV staple, Sheridan Smith, despite having zero charisma or charm. (laughs) Two. Can't remember what this one was called. Forgot to write it down. Jonathan and her out of coupling have got married and there's no actual mystery to solve. There's something with letters that a dead mum wrote and, like, maybe one of them, like, implies that she cheated on her husband... Uh, something it's not really that explained there's also a one-off character who's a clear obvious parody of Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes and it just comes across as being really bitter the episode just sort of ends there's no like real climax Uh, Jonathan doesn't even get to do his whispery speech at the end where he explains how it was all done (laughs) not even sure why I put this on the list actually sorry (laughs) and the number one uh, greatest episode of Jonathan Creek is CAC (laughs) 
Jonathan wakes up in his windmill and realises that he shat himself. Just how is he going to get out of this one? So, yeah, what did you think? Do you, do you think that'll convince you to go and watch Jonathan I, Creek? Yeah, I'm totally sold now. I'm going to go to uh, HM. I mean, a leading high street DVD shop and buy the complete box set and just binge it in three days. I mean, to be honest, George, you can just watch one and then you've basically <laughs> watched all of them. It's like House in that regard. <laughs> just watch one. Yeah, fair enough. They're all then. basically the same. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice one. So, George, why don't you tell me what you've been watching this week? Well, whilst on the topic of telly, I was um, thinking about the only time I ever went to a casino. Uh, I was a little bit drunk at the time, uh, and I I played blackjack. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's funny this, isn't it? It's funny. Yeah, but with me, it's like just a couple of drinks, whereas with you... It's whiskey on your cereal, isn't it? That's the problem. That is true. That's that is when true, you know, got a problem. I um, have got a problem. But at the casino, I uh, I played blackjack because roulette is for suckers. Uh, <clears> and I thought I knew what I was doing, but because I know how to play it. But in a casino atmosphere, I tell you, Paul, the pressure just gets to you, you know, and you make stupid decisions. And I yeah, was yeah. I was so bad that the croupier was giving me advice. And it wasn't like mind games to get me to lose more money. It was genuine like advice. <laughs> you know, it was like I had 16 and I asked for another card. He said, are you sure? And I just went, uh, no, I won't take another card then. Go on, I'll leave it. All right. So I was absolutely hopeless. I mean, I won a couple of times, but ultimately I lost everything, which oh. is the problem. But... um when you say everything, do you mean everything? You've had to really build your life no, up from, no, just, from just build. I had to start again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I lost the house, all of my jumpers, oh. uh, most of my film collection. Yeah, yeah that explains. It does explain why you look the way you did when I first met you. Yeah, that's true. Isn't it? But um, I've been recently, for some reason, I thought I want to go back and uh, back to the casino and piss my overdraft up the wall. Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to know what I'm doing a bit more. And so I found uh, on YouTube a, a video which was ripped from VHS. Telly Savalas teaches you how to play blackjack. Hey! And it's brilliant, Paul. It's really, really <laughs> cheap. And uh, it's way too much to try and remember, but it's really quite funny <laughs> to watch. And um, I love it. I've seen it before, okay. actually, as well. I, realized I think we have talked about it before. And I'm surprised it's taken us this long to get to, to cover it on Crass. Yeah. But um, I thought I'd present to you just a, a brief excerpt from the tape now. Okay. Um, because it's Can't full wait. of gems uh, okay. and just wonderful telly moments. It's basically Telly Savalas talking straight to the camera for 50 minutes. So it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> and now, all those gamblers through the centuries, they would have found in our casinos just the kind of action they were looking for. And of all the casino games, the one they dig the most? Blackjack. Because blackjack gives you the best shot against the house, believe it or not. Now, you listen to telly, boys and girls, and you just might be playing with the house's money. <laughs> blackjack! <laughs> you listen to telly, boys and girls. <laughs> I will telly. So, yeah, I really recommend oh. digging that out. It's on YouTube. <laughs> What's also good, if you go into the, uh, the comments on YouTube... <laughs> They're filled, you know. they're filled with like 
professional gambler saying these tips and pieces of advice are terrible and he doesn't know what he's <laughs> talking even about good tips <laughs> but nevertheless i'm gonna take them all on board i'm oh. gonna watch it repeatedly <laughs> clockwork orange style uh, until it's all sunken in and then yeah i'll go into a casino but uh, i mean I, I can't do that all in one go but i thought i'd go through uh well i'll let tally explain discipline and a couple of other do's and don'ts, ten to be exact, can give you a better shot at going home a winner. I call them my Ten Commandments. Listen up and hear this. So Telly's Ten Commandments for okay. Blackjack. Are you ready for this, Paul? I'm, de- I'm, I'm really, I really want to know. <laughs> Keep your emotions under control. Getting emotional leads to bad bets and taking a card when you shouldn't. The best way to get on a winning streak, stay cool. Don't increase the size of your bets to make up for losses. And don't ever think if you lose four hands, you're due to win on the fifth. The odds remain the same for each bet in your losing streak, okay? Remember that. You listen to telly and stay cooler. Stay cooler. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds much more biblical now, doesn't it? Immediately with with us on the end. That was just commandment one, so this may take a while. <laughs> That's just one. Yeah. There's nine more of these to go. Yep. <laughs> Here's the second. Okay, expect to win. This one is simple, and it's my philosophy for life as well. Don't just sit down at a blackjack table expecting to lose, or you will. If you're in a losing mood, get thee to a bingo parlor. Better still, take a visit to Boulder Dam. Or take a stroll on the boardwalk. Expect to win, period. Now, what do you think of that one, expect to win? Do you think mood can affect the outcome of a game of chance? (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to say, I really like the way he's making them vaguely biblical sounding. Yeah. No, I mean, no, but I mean, I wouldn't want to doubt Telly because he obviously knows more about blackjack than me. Yeah. So maybe he's right. And you know what? It is a good, like he says, it's not just for the blackjack table. It's for life. That's a life lesson in general. Yeah. Positive mental attitude. It is good. It's a good philosophy to have. And I think Telly's, uh, if anyone's going to preach it, it should be Telly. Let's put it that way. Definitely. But I do wonder if it really, if it has any impact. But but I'm not. I'm not going to question. I mean, these are the Ten Commandments. You wouldn't have had people shouting at Moses, you know, about (laughs) the actual Ten Commandments. So let's treat these with respect as well. Did Did Telly ever play Moses? Oh, I hope he did. I don't know, but that'd be great. He really should have done. (laughs) Some Some executive sees this video and he's like. Do you know who Charlie Tavellas would be good as? He'd be great as Moses. Get me Telly as Moses. <laughs> That'd I mean, be good, wouldn't it? 30 years, but, but never mind. Get, it, get me Telly. I want him for Moses. Yeah. Um, let's have another one of Telly's Ten Commandments. Great. Don't even think, Blackjack, if you're under the weather. This is your money. You've got to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to hold on to it. Even a headache can hurt your judgment. Take it uh, two aspirins and come back tomorrow. See what? See, Telly is actually. I mean, again, this whole video is not just a blackjack tutorial tape. Yeah, it's also a guide to life, and That's that is the exact ethos it. I have when it comes to crass. Yeah, if you're not feeling great, 
you know, because of a few too many. Yeah. Take a couple of aspirin, do it next week. Yeah, and let the other sod do it on his own. Um, Shall we have another? (laughs) Yes. Not take to aspirins, taketh to aspirins. (laughs) Sorry, 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 Telly. Well, it's biblical, come on. (laughs) Sorry. Focus on the dealer. Remember, you're only playing the dealer. Casino noise, the other players, forget them. Problems with your job, with your wife, with the IRS, leave all that in the parking lot. It's excess baggage here. Cometh to the table with a nice, clear head. <laughs> no politics. No politics at the blackjack table. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I went to a family party a couple of weeks ago, and it was ex- the exact same thing. Yeah. No politics. <laughs> if only we'd played blackjack. Drink at the bar, not at the table. Like oil and water. The hard stuff in blackjack just don't make it. Booze will make you sleepy, less alert, and affect your gambling decisions. And it's high in calories, too. So stick with the diet stuff. Yeah. I've lost interest <laughs> in blackjack, to be honest. No. <laughs> well, lost I mean, interest in feign it, because there's a few more to go. Okay. <laughs> be comfortable. You don't need distractions. Shoes, jackets, shirts, and ties should all fit. Nothing too tight. I honestly thought he was going to suggest playing nude for a minute then. <laughs> Shirts, shoes, ties, pants, who needs them, you know? But no, I thankfully mean... it was just make sure that they're comfortable. Again, good philosophy for life. He didn't explicitly say that, but I think it was implied. Yeah. I think it was very strongly implied. I think that's what he's saying. He is a slaphead, chocolate-voiced sex machine, though, so it's... That's true, know, he is. He can't help it. Nope. Know how much to lose and how much to win. It's... Discipline, discipline, discipline. I can't say it enough. Set a losing limit, and if you hit it, walk away. Don't give yourself special credit just for tonight. Take a dip in the ocean or go see the show. And set a winning limit, too. But never, never walk away from a winning streak. How do you know if you're having a winning streak or not? Because you keep winning. Yeah, but but how many times have you got to win before that's a winning streak? That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? You win <laughs> yeah, twice. Is, there a kind of... is that a streak? <laughs> I think to a gambling addict, yeah. I think winning once, if you're, if you're an addict, would count as a streak. Yeah. Now, when you reach your winning limit and your luck starts to go south, walk away a winner. Use rent money to pay the rent. Money for food, for clothes. For baby's new pair of shoes... Money you can't afford to lose. It's no fun playing with that kind of money. You'll be uptight, tense, a nervous wreck. Don't do it. Just sayeth no. Just sayeth no. What do you think of that? <laughs> um, d- did he say, you know, look, no when you leave when you're winning, did he just say? Yeah, was that-, that was the back end of the last one I forgot to... Uh... Oh, OK. He was saying what if you're winning, once you... Start to lose after a winning streak, walk away. But yeah, I mean that makes sense. That's what that's again. That's the ethos that I've got with this podcast. As soon as it turns bad, yeah, you know that's going to be it. <laughs> Go into hiding. <laughs> Don't do. Yep. It. <laughs> as soon as we say something, as soon as they catch us for saying something libelous, yeah. that's it. What do you think of that one though? The uh, use rent money for the rent tip. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. He almost rapped, didn't he, then, I think, in that. If you <laughs> listen closely. Almost. Not quite. But I'd love to... <laughs> I bet Telly did rap. I bet there is there's footage, or at least a recording, <laughs> of 
Telly Savalas rapping. I, I hope bet so. You. I really do. No, I had a bet. It's called money management. Money management makes the most of every bit of luck you have. If you don't know when to up your bets or when to cut back on them, it's unlikely you'll leave the table a winner. Playing with the house's money is essential. And knowing what and when to bet is what winning blackjack is all about. What do you, what do yeah. you think of that? Again, well, I mean, they're all sort of they're all sort of the same now, and they're all kind of just <laughs> saying the same point now. I mean, yeah, basically, <laughs> they've had to get ten. They've had to do ten, and they're like, oh well, let's just you know. Well, if you if you think <laughs> that one's out a cop out, uh, listen to the tenth commandment according okay. to Telly Savalas. It's a real cop out, Paul. <laughs> and the last commandment: remember the other nine. <laughs> remember that the is other bullshit. Nine. That is bullshit. I mean, they were really desperate, weren't they? You've got yeah. to do Ten Commandments. That is really bad. <laughs> remember the... Imagine if that had been the actual Tenth Commandments. <laughs> Just remember the other nine, baby. <laughs> Moses holding the really? stone tablets, saying that. be great. But I was thinking, like, imagine what Krzysztof Kieślowski's Decalogue would have been like if it was based on Telly's Ten <laughs> Commandments for blackjack instead. Well, <laughs> I call them my Ten Commandments. Listen up and hear this. But yeah, that's that, that's what I've been uh, watching this week. Uh, there is one other thing. I also went to see um, uh, Mon Oncle at the cinema this week, which is mm-hmm. a, a brilliant film. It's a Jacques Tati film. It's a crass recommendation. Uh, but uh, yep. when I saw it at the cinema, uh, it cut out halfway through. <gasps> oh, shit. And then came back up 15 minutes. Uh, it came up almost immediately, but in the film, 15 minutes had been skipped. Uh, oh. So I was really, really pissed off about that. Oh, my God. So why did that happen? No idea. And, and nobody no sort of mentioned it? Well, I saw. I was in the middle of a row, so there were lots of people in my way. If I were to walk out to tell like an usher or something, but mm-hmm. I did see someone leave when it happened. Right. And then they came back in and sort of shrugged their shoulders. Oh. So I, I assumed that they went and told someone, and then were told, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it." But yeah, it, it skipped a huge chunk. The, the 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 job interview scene was gone. The, um, which I really wow. loved that scene as well. I think it's really funny. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's no... I mean, uh, any, anything that's skipped of that film Anything, is... yeah. It would. It doesn't matter, does it, really, if it was 30 seconds that had skipped it? No, it would point. matter! I would want it to go back! I would storm out of that room and I'd demand that they rewind it! No, I meant it doesn't matter how much was cut or skipped. The fact that it was skipped is a problem. Oh, right, sorry. I was agreeing with you. Sorry, I just was hungry for conflict. <laughs> Look at some of these people. You'd think they won the lottery. That happens to some players when the dealer goes bust. But we have to keep cool. We have to keep our emotions under control. That way, we can play with discipline. Discipline. George, I'm going to make things a bit heavy now. Uh, Maybe a little bit real, maybe too real. Mm -hmm. We like to keep things light on the podcast, but sometimes the laughter has to stop. Uh, And I'm going to ask you a very serious question now. George... Would you say that you were lonely? At, at times, yeah, a little bit. Would yeah. you? Yeah, you know, sometimes. It does. Ha- yeah, it does happen. I think it's yeah, happens to everyone. Yeah. Well, never fear, 
Yeah. Because a cheeky little someone is here to save the day. <laughs> What's your name? Andy. My son's called Andy. When you're having your snack, do you find many people talk to you? No. No. You're not a talker or...? No. Never have been. Nobody talks to me because I'm old. And have you tried the prawn sandwiches at other shops and then... No. You're not going to risk it? No. no. I'm just having a chat with people. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are lonely in Britain. I feel like we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get a chance to make those little connections, then that'd be... Yeah. So, listeners, if you couldn't recognise that cheeky little voice... Uh, that was the Know Me Mock the Week comedian, Andy Parsons, who they've sent out to shopping centres around the country, I assume, um, to, to talk to people in shopping centres who are lonely. <laughs> no, he just does that all the time and someone's finally captured it on film. <laughs> He's always doing well, that. Imagine, George, imagine you're in the Arndale yeah. You know, you've got your headphones in, you're just minding your own business, you're waiting for somebody or just yeah. taking a break. Mm. And cheeky little Andy Parsons comes <laughs> over and he says, What? What? Sounds a little bit like Dom Littlewood. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. What would your reaction be? I'd be very, um, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be surprised. I'd be, uh, I'd be trying not to laugh in his face, uh, not because of what he's doing. I, I, if I'm being totally honest, I think, you know, he's raising awareness of loneliness in Britain. He's probably doing it for charity, which is more than we've done as a podcast. Mm, but bullshit. I would be trying not to laugh because uh, I've taken the Mickey out of him so much over the years. <laughs> but, you know, well, yeah. I basically, I've said the only. Jokes he ever does on Mock the Week are about chips uh, or lesbians. Can you do him in his voice? Can you say that in his voice? Lesbians, chips, lesbians. Thank you. But he he only does jokes on two things. Uh, So if I saw his face, I'd immediately think chips, lesbians, chips. Also, he's got he's just a funny looking fella, isn't he? (laughs) Yes, yeah. I don't think I've ever laughed at a single joke that he's ever done, but he just looks like a funny little little guy. Little yeah. sort of Humpty Dumpty sitting on a sort of weirdly shaped tree, <laughs> sort of with his arms crossed like a gumby. A tree stump. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really weird bit. See, sometimes when he's sitting down in that video, he looks like he's got a massive erection. <laughs> Just sort of the way his trousers have rucked up. It's all sort of like he's sitting there uh, talking to people with his massive bonk on. <laughs> yeah. It will, yeah, like, like you say, bit. it's just a pants tent or something, but it does. Look- I like the bit where he, <laughs> some guy says, "What's your name?" to him. I like the idea that you go, "What do you not? Have you not seen me on Muck the Week?" <laughs> or the guy goes, "Like, sorry, who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy Parsons. <laughs> Fucking, but what a video! I'm Andy Parsons. <laughs> so, listeners, if you're ever in a shopping centre and you're feeling lonely. Look out for a little sort of potato man wandering around and have a chat. I don't want someone to have a chat to me while I've got my headphones in. I'm just on my own. I just want to... Uh, if someone spoke to me, I'd be like, yeah, great. Like, huh? no, no, I've got no, enough of that it. in my everyday life. This is the north-south divide, because I'd actually be fairly pleased if, uh, if, if that happened. It's mm. nice to have those little interactions with, with strangers, I think. 
Yeah, but I was there a mentalist? What if, what then? Yeah. Well. There's like you don't I'm not saying you have to discuss politics with these people or anything like that, but just a little acknowledgement that you know, they exist, you exist. If that happens, fine. I mean I hiss when they I hiss at them. Yeah, well <laughs> Yeah, well Or bark like a dog. That's oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Do that. But it happened on, on Sunday I was walking uh, down a, a back alley in Manchester and there were three drunk men uh, just about to have a slash up against a, a big metal dumpster. And as I walked past, uh, one of them went, yeah. right, mate? And I just went, yeah, not bad, you're all right. <laughs> and just carried on. And I, I I like that. I like that. You don't get it down in... in Even in the Midlands, that's too far south for politeness. No, in the thrive. Midlands, you don't get... No, you get much... You get, like, proper... You know, if you walk past someone having a piss in the street in the Midlands, they'd just turn around and piss on you. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference. And they'd have like, and you'd look down, and they'd have like three knobs. <laughs> this is the thing, you know. You talk about the north-south divide, but you know, up north, yeah, you're like all the, all the all the strangers are like, "Oh, hi, pet, how are you doing? You're all right." And you have pet. like a nice chat in the Midlands. In the Midlands, it's like, "Oh, cool, oh, cool, you, oh, and they've got and they've got multiple limbs all flying about the place as fish people, machetes. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to have a chat with a stranger if you lived down here. I can tell you. Yeah, well, I, I don't like chatting to any uh, people from the Midlands, uh, present company included. So yeah, so yeah, that's um, <laughs> cheeky. Andy that's the Parsons. video. <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week on Crass. Uh, I've been George Walsh. We never do I've that. Been we never Paul end Austin. with that, do we? We never end by saying who, we, who we've been. We don't actually, no. Well, no. why would we need to? We've listened to the whole thing. Right, okay. Third time's a charm. Well, no, that's don't do another... it again. We'll just keep going. <laughs> we'll just keep going. It doesn't matter. That's fine. We can keep that in. Oh. Do you want to do the Twitter stuff? Oh, if you're a sad bastard and you're on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at the Crass Podcast. Oh, God knows why you're on Twitter. Uh, losers, losers are on Twitter. You can follow Just, you. They can follow you on Twitter, can't they, Paul? All the losers. Yeah, at, at Bumbledoon, Bumble D O N. Yep. You can also email us, like uh, Caroline Foxtrot, whatever, whatever name I made. I mean, whatever she was called. Uh, <laughs> At the following address, crasspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, if you want to be a crass converter, email with the subject, I am a crass converter, and a list of names. They have to be names. Yeah. Don't give, like, not relations to you. No. You can't say, oh, me husband, or me boyfriend, yeah. or me children, or whatever. That do- We need names. <laughs> Addresses, if you want to give them. Uh, so, yeah, just make sure you do that, listeners, please. It's, it'll really help us feel like we're doing something worthwhile. <laughs> really will. <laughs> I believe, George, you've also got another new venture, haven't yes. you? Yes, yes, I have. The Millhouse Collective, which is a, a theatre group in Manchester that we've just started. I'm waiting for some, some sly comment from you. No, 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 not not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks good, it looks good. I'm not involved, but, I mean, it looks good. Well, you're um, in, but you're in the Midlands, aren't you? Oh, yeah, if you were true. up here, you'd probably yeah. be involved, Stuck. wouldn't you? I mean, I'm not, there's no guarantee that you'd be involved. Stuck in the Midlands. Be honest, but, nope. uh, but um, no, we, we've just set up, we've just launched our Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, uh, which you can find on Facebook, The Millhouse Collective. That's M-I-L-H-O-U-S. No E. Don't put an E in. No, 
There's no E. Because you'll get you won't get the thing. Yeah, and there's one L as well, not two. Yeah. Collective is spelled normally though, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you did a little video, you and the team. Yes. Um, what was it called? Five quick questions for the Millhouse Collective, I believe. Hmm. Hmm. Just a little, uh, little bit of a coincidence, isn't it? What? Five questions for the Millhouse Collective. Paul's question time. You don't own the copyright on asking people questions, do you? Uh, bye, listeners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I never steer you wrong. Hey, who loves you, baby? <laughs> <laughs>